So, welcome everybody. A big day. This is one of our most important ceremonies in our tradition. Very significant. Now the meaning of Jukai is receiving the precepts. But the significance of this actually goes much deeper than reciting precepts. You know, there is the study, deep contemplation, soaring ragasu. Right? All of this leads to this moment, the moment of actually taking Jukai, entering. But more importantly, it is the willingness to commit to working with these precepts for the rest of our lives. Now that's a big statement, isn't it? The rest of our lives. But the rest of our lives is not, actually it's never what we think it is. It's never more than just this moment. Sometimes we feel a little taken aback by a statement such as this. Will you commit to do this for the rest of your life? But the answer is simple. If we understand that this is the rest of our life, this is, as I mentioned yesterday, the Buddha field. This is the only place where we can work with precepts. So it always comes down, comes back to this. So it's the willingness to commit to this moment to be awakened to this moment. And these are considered living vows. They're not just rigid set of rules we have to abide by. Right? It's, it's looking how they manifest in our lives. How do we apply? How do they flow in our veins? What does it mean? To be a living vow. Not to hold on to a living vow, but to be a living vow. You know, the, the Bodhisattva precepts are an expression of the realization that all things are one. It's not more than that. It's just an outward expression of our zazen. <clears throat> we realize on the cushion, we actualize moment by moment through all activity. And again and again, it's an unending process of realizing, actualizing, realizing, actualizing. Or as Dogen called it, practice realization. It's not realization. It's practice realization. It's the doing deep prajna paramitta. That's where it counts. The only place it matters. No, the Buddha said, if you want to put an end to suffering, dissatisfaction, and unhappiness, stop creating it. It's a bold statement because commonly, I'm not creating it. I'm unhappy because. Fill in the blank. but to recognize that we are actually the ones who are creating the sickness Vimala Kirti talked about. We are the ones that can cure that sickness. We are the ones that can realize and recognize how we create suffering and how to put an end to it. 
we know it intimately from our zazen. And it is our responsibility to bring it out, to expose it, to share it with everybody. And this is where Jukai comes in. You know, we recite precepts, we recite those precepts uh, occasionally when we take Fusatsu. And we all recite them, those who have taken Jukai and those who have not. But there's a difference between reciting them during Fusatsu and raising the moment, raising the moment, this moment, to a level of, I am committing, I am making a commitment to uphold those precepts in my life. And that's the threshold that you're standing at. Actually, one of our Jukai participants yesterday said that it feels like being handed a, a live torch, a flame, that we have to hold on to, to care for, and pass on, and light other or others with that flame. That's a good description. Because that's the responsibility, to care for that flame. And we do it in our zazen. We care deeply for that flame, and make sure that the winds don't sweep it away, don't extinguish it. The winds of our everyday life, the winds of our mind, Plenty of winds that can do that. So the responsibility is to care for that deeply. And why? Because there is great love in us for all creations. Often we don't know that, but there is great love in us. And in a way, Zazen is, 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 a, is an incredible method to bring out that love. Now, I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about love for all creations, whether you love them or not. So if we want to put an end to suffering, he said, dissatisfaction and unhappiness, we have to stop creating. That, that's enough of a commitment for the rest of our lives, isn't it? This is good. Just commit to that. So, let's begin. Please uh, put your zafus back and stand on your zabutons. I, I request, request the preceptor, preceptor 
and the leadership community to allow me to receive the vows of the Buddha. I wish to deepen my commitment to the Zen practice in the spirit of awakened ones and the enlightened ancestors of our lineage. Hiroshi Mustani Amanda, you have shown dedication over months of study, Sonia Rakusu, have embraced spiritual practice as a way of life and shown dedication to RUG, to us as a Sangha, to the world as Buddhist practitioners. And we all welcome you at this amazing moment. Please face the altar. With all your heart, with all your spirit, with all your energy, and fully present, please make three full bows to the Buddha as an embodiment of oneness. your family and the sangha. With all your heart, with all your spirit, with all your energy and fully present, please make one full bow to your friends and family. face your preceptor. With all your heart, with all your spirit, with all your energy and fully present, please make one full bow to your preceptor. You may be seated. Yeah. Move yourself back. Can we get them sutra books? We will begin with the Hot Sutra.
invite members of our ancestral lineage and all great spiritual beings to witness and bless this ceremony. Hands in gasho, please. Namuji bo butsu namuji bo ho namuji bo so namuhonji shakyamuni butsu namudai zu dai hi kyuku kanze on bosa namudai ji fugen bosa namudai ji manju shri bosa namukaso joyo dashi namutai so josai dashi namudiki dai so shivo satsu. Being one with the original teacher, Shakyamuni Buddha. Being one with the embodiment of compassion, Avalokiteshvara Bodhisattva. Being one with the embodiment of love, Samantabhadra Bodhisattva. Being one with the embodiment of wisdom, Manjushri Bodhisattva. Being one with the embodiment of children and the earth, Jizo Bodhisattva. Being one with the founders of the Japanese Sodozen, Ehe Dogen and Soji Keizan, honored ones. Being one with the founder of the White Plum Sangha, Taizan Maizumi, honored one. To prepare ourselves for the ceremony, we will chant together Return to Oneness. Return to Now I am Vailakana Buddha, sitting on the lotus seat, upon the thousand lotus flowers, thousand Buddhas manifest. Now I am Vailakana Buddha, sitting on the lotus seat, upon the thousand lotus flowers, a thousand Buddhas manifest.
Now I am Vailokana Buddha, sitting on the lotus seat, upon a thousand lotus flowers, a thousand Buddhas manifest. Our precepts originated in the Sangha of Shakyamuni Buddha and their spirits have been transmitted through the bloodline of our lineage during the past 2,500 years. We have received these 16 precepts as maintained by the Soto Zen tradition and I will now transmit them to you. The 16 Bodhisattva precepts begin with a commitment to take refuge in the three treasures, which are the heart of Buddhist teachings and its embodiment. First one, taking refuge in the Buddha. The fundamental teachings of Buddhism is rooted in an understanding that everyone is endowed with Buddha nature, all true self. And so to take refuge in the Buddha means to trust what is inherent that which is beyond arising and vanishing, beyond birth and death. Wisdom and right action flow out of a realization all things are of interdependent origination. Taking refuge in the Dharma. The Dharma reflects the inviolable law of all things, which is the self-organizing principle of the universe. It is not subjected to circumstances and conditions alter our own personal opinions. It is simply the way suchness manifests through diversity. All Buddhist teachings originate out of this unbreakable truth. And so to take refuge in the Dharma means to merge with the higher intelligence of the universe rather than try to oppose it. Taking refuge in the Sangha. The Sangha is us. Us as a small Sangha, but there is also the Ma Sangha, everyone else. We are a manifestation of harmony. A group of people who get together to uphold the practice and to help and support each other through the highs and lows of life. This is a way to create small-scale Dharma-based communities and instead of waiting for the world to start acting in sane ways, we take the responsibility and the initiative to create Loving, compassionate, cooperative environment. As Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And so to take refuge in the Sangha means to inspire, encourage, and nurture each other's practice. And to do all we can to maintain the vitality of the Sangha that it does not fall apart. So I will begin by invocation of the three treasures in Japanese. Hands in Gashu, please. Namuki ye butsu namuki ye ho namuki ye so ki ye butsu muju san ki ye ho rijin san ki ye so wago san ki ye buk Please stand. You want to stand on the other side of the cushion and move yourself as back, please. I vow to take refuge in the Buddha as an expression of oneness. I vow to take refuge in Buddha as an expression of oneness. I vow to take refuge in the Dharma as an expression of diversity. I vow to take refuge in the Dharma as an expression of diversity. I vow to take refuge in the Sangha as an expression of community. I vow to take refuge in the Sangha as an expression of a community. Please make three bows.
Next come the three pure precepts. The first of the pure precepts is to not create harm. It means to take the responsibility to think, speak, and act in ways that do not cause harm or suffering. I vow to not create harm. Will you maintain this? I, I vow to not create harm. harm. The second pure precept is to practice goodness. It means to be in the world as a vehicle for goodness in all circumstances at all times. To be good just for the sake of doing good without expecting any rewards or recognition. I vow to practice good. Will you maintain that? I vow to practice good. The third pure precept is to actualize good for others. It means to transcend the small sphere of our personal lives, bridge the gap between self and other, and dedicate our lives to for the well-being of all creation. It means to become a force of goodness and consciously act in ways that benefit others. By letting go of the small self, living a life of service for others becomes as simple as scratching the nose. I vow to actualize good for others. Will you maintain this? I vow to actualize good for others. Please make three bows. Next come the ten grave precepts, which outline the way we actualize the three pure precepts in our everyday life. As practitioners, we take on the responsibility to intercept habitual patterns by paying close attention, becoming fully engaged while functioning as human beings, as human beings in society. The first one, I vow to nurture life, I will not kill. The first of the grave precepts is to affirm life, to not kill, to actualize not harming, means nurturing and supporting life in a non-discriminating way. It means to deeply appreciate the precious net of creation in all its varied manifestations. I vow to nurture life, I will not kill. Will you maintain this? I vow to nurture life, I will not kill. The second of the grave precept is to be giving, to not steal, to examine the mind of desire and greed, and to give up one's covetousness. This means to realize inherent completion of all things, and to recognize that the sense of lack is only an illusion. I vow to be giving, I will not steal. Will you maintain this? I vow to be giving, I will not steal. third grave precept is to honor the body to not misuse sexuality. Recognizing our physical desires and impulses, we commit to working with these energies in ways that do not create harm to ourselves or others. Understanding the sexual nature of our bodies, we vow to be responsible for the way we express it and cultivate respect and dignity in all relationships. I vow to honor the body, I will not misuse sexuality Will you maintain this? I vow to honor the body. I will not misuse sexuality. Fourth great precept is to manifest truth, to not lie. To understand the Dharma is to realize that everything is completely exposed and all things are of the same nature. So we devote ourselves to deeply examine the desire to lie. And we learn to courageously own up to our thoughts, words, and actions. 
while standing firmly in the Dharma ground. Being rooted in the practice, we vow to speak from the heart and to listen wholeheartedly. I vow to manifest truth, I will not lie. Will you maintain this? I vow to manifest truth, I will not lie. fifth grave precept is to cultivate clarity, to not cloud the mind. This precept sheds light on our propensity to act in ways that originate in ignorance. Not appreciating the preciousness of life, we poison our mind with intoxicants that drive us to speak and act in harmful and hurtful ways. Through cultivating clarity of mind, we recognize and work through our pain instead of clouding ourselves with intoxicants. The Buddha mind is originally pure and clear. Do not let it become clouded. I vow to cultivate clarity. I will not cloud the mind. Will you maintain this? I vow to cultivate clarity. I will not cloud the mind. The sixth grave precept is to see the inherent perfection and to not speak of others' errors and faults. The faith of mind says, one has many kinds, two have no duality. To realize equality is to recognize that while appearances vary, we are all of the same origin. Our unexamined fears and insecurities drive us to speak of others' errors and faults, which lead to discrimination, hatred, violence and conflict we experience in this world. I vow to realize equality. I will not speak of others' errors and faults. Will you maintain this? I vow to realize equality. I will not speak of others' errors and faults. seventh grave precept is to recognize the illusory nature of separate existence and to realize that self and other are not two. To elevate oneself is to, set, to operate under the falsehood of grasping self that seeks self-preservation through some form of tyranny. By practicing humility and embracing not knowing, we realize that there is no self to elevate and no other to belittle. I vow to practice humility. I will not elevate the self and blame others. Will you maintain this? I vow to practice humility. I will not elevate the self and blame others. The eighth grave precept is to share generously to not cultivate a possessive mind. To recognize no fixed self is to realize that no one can grasp and nothing can be grasped. This realization opens up the door for acts of generosity that are essentially traceless and self-fulfilling. When self and other are dropped, generosity is boundless. I will share generously. I will not be withholding. Will you maintain this? I will share generously. I will not be withholding. The ninth grave precept is to cultivate patience as an antidote to anger. It means to actualize harmony by cultivating kindness. This is a commitment to being in the world as an expression of loving kindness that is seeking and cultivating harmony in the midst of diversity and differences. It's a commitment to observe the arising anger and to mindfully transform it to compassionate action. And every day we are presented with many opportunities to face our own intense emotions, process them in the light of wisdom, and transmute the impurities into healing words and actions. 
To not be angry does not mean to, no to experience anger. It just means to take the responsibility to work with it. To not be the anger means to not identify with the anger. I will cultivate patience. I will not be angry. Will you maintain this? I will cultivate patience. I will not be angry. Tenth great precept is to vow devotion to the practice, to not defile the three treasures. Back to where we started. When we fully devote ourselves to the practice, we develop an experiential and intimate understanding of why Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha are considered treasures. Here we encounter again the practice of appreciation as we dive deeply into our true nature the essential teachings, and our supportive community. Through devotion to daily zazen and all other aspects of practice, we become living embodiment of our wisdom tradition. I vow devotion to the practice. I will not defile the three treasures. Will you maintain this? I vow devotion to the practice. I will not defile the three treasures. Please repeat after me. I make these vows in oneness. I make these vows in oneness. With RUG community. With RUG community. And I will cultivate my practice. And I will cultivate my practice. For the welfare of all creation. For the welfare of all creation. Let's seal that with three bows, please. Now that you have received the precepts, will you maintain them? Yes. Will you maintain them well? Yes. Will you maintain them with all your heart, all your spirit, and all your strength? Yes. Please be seated. We're going to recite together just as Gata on receiving the vows. And repeat one line after another. Okay? When sentient beings receive the precepts, when sentient beings receive the all karmic bonds are released. All karmic bonds are released. And enlightenment is instantly manifested. And enlightenment is instantly manifested. Truly. Truly. We are now descendants of the enlightened ones. We are now descendants of the enlightened ones. Let's all chant together the verse of the robe, page one.
So this is the time where you get your rakusas back with an additional piece of cloth, fabric, with the new name. So a few words about uh, names. Why do we do that? Why bother, right? We already have a name. Sometimes it can feel like we're playing a game, but there's a lot there. You know, we are very vested, emotionally, psychologically vested in our names, in our birth-given names. And to, to take Jukai is in a way to start a new page, clean slate, to begin again, or to begin by volition. Because up to this point, we just accumulate stuff and are taught to trust it. And this is a different point. It's a point of recognition that there is another way to be in this world. And with that comes a name that help us do the work we need to do. So the names are reflecting on the individual that's receiving the name, but it's also, for all of us as a Sangha, as practitioners, uh, the names are about practice, are from the practice. And they are reminders of what we need to do, or how we need to practice. So the names also reflect the one and the many and the inseparable understanding of one and many. It is your name, only your name. But all of us are going to practice it, are practicing it. Okay? So, a very important part of our tradition, and I'm glad that uh, we are keeping it alive. So, Amanda. Yeah, you can, you can actually just stay there for now. Yeah. You know, we, we talk a lot, and uh, one of the things that uh, you share is how much you like structure. <laughs> you knew I'm going to go there, right? <laughs> and uh, how much you rely on it, and you need things organized. And, right? So I wanted to uh, incorporate that in your name. And... Uh, your new name will be Kyotai, which means empty substance or no substance, no structure. <laughs> or, or in another way, in other words, nothing upon which to rely. <coughs> there is nothing upon which to rely. It's actually not a negative. <laughs> But this is kind of Zen language, right? You know, it's great. There's nothing upon which to rely. How wonderful, right? It is wonderful. So you will be carrying the name for us and you will remind us if we get caught up in fall. Just do that. <laughs> so, come forward. You have to come back. <laughs> so, this is a gift from Tetsuki, the guy with the camera. <laughs> Handmade for each one of you.
So, Hiroshi. <coughs> you know, it's difficult to give a Japanese name to a Japanese. <laughs> it was a challenge. Um, we'll see what he thinks about it. He <laughs> may walk away after that. <laughs> um, you know, in our conversations, you... We talk about wisdom, we have been talking about wisdom at different times for quite a while. And at some point, you have made that connection in your life, in your experiences, through your experiences. The connection, the understanding that compassion is wisdom. Wisdom is compassion. Or compassion is the way wisdom manifests. And uh, you have shared that with, with me personally, but also with us. In the, in the study group that we've been going through. Uh, actually, various times with different examples. So I wanted to uh, put that in your name. Right? And the name, Authentic Compassion. Shoji. Authentic Compassion. Right? And in a way, to be authentic is to be compassionate. Right? To be authentic is the way is, is again the way manif the way wisdom manifests is through authenticity. And to be authentic is to care. There's nothing special about it. Right? So Shoji in your name. Matches the ring on the rocks, the dog back. <laughs> Mustani. And I would like to thank Togan, Mustani, right there, yeah. again, for making the connection. She's a great gift, so thank you for the gift. So, when you first came to, uh, to meet us, to practice with us, when you first entered, you talked about moving you know, from one sangha to another and uh, not knowing where to go and what to do next and some questions, some trepidations about that, uh, not knowing what to expect. But you mentioned in a very clear way that you have a commitment to the Dharma. And the Dharma is telling you to enter, to be here, to approach, right? to reach out. So while you left one Sangha for different reasons, you did not leave the practice, you did not leave the Dharma. And that's what led you to us and Toga. <laughs> with the help of Toga. Uh, so I wanted to incorporate that in your name because it's already there. So Luminous Dharma, Myoho, new name.
have to say that uh, you know, giving names is, is usually a challenge and uh, look at different options, different possibilities, different combinations, has to, the meaning has to match, has to work, the sound has to work. So it's, uh, it's usually a process, but this time it was very natural. It was really natural, and I think it has to do with your dedication, your commitment, your openness throughout Jukai's study. It was, it was fascinating for me, for us, to actually do it with you, to go through that with you. You brought a lot of clarity, a lot of commitment, a lot of love to the study. And it made it, made it very easy. So I remember one morning I got up early, before going to, uh, to the dojo for morning service. We wake up early, sit, and then I, I sat, made coffee, I looked at it, and I think with five, 10 minutes, the names just popped out. It worked really well with uh, our focus, this anger, right effort. But I think that, I felt that actually you, you were there in that process what made it so easy this time. So thank you. So we end with uh, what we call uh, recognition, ceremony of recognition. So um, our new Jukai participants <coughs> are going to stand up. They are go we're all going to stand up. Uh, and they're going to walk around and bow to each of you as they walk by. Please bow back. And then while this is happening, we all chant together. And Jürgen will uh, chant so we can know what we're chanting. So go ahead. All right. This is... Bodham Saranam Gachami Dhamam Saranam We'll just keep going on and on until they come back to you. So please stand up. Can you turn the cushions this way? Um, 
ceremony and I would like to uh, take a few minutes, take a few minutes, to, you're going to have to sew this. <laughs> Don't play with it. <laughs> uh, we, I wanted to uh, open it up and see if you want to say a few words and if anybody else wants to say a few words of congratulations. So. Uh, I just want to say thank you for the name and the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> a very beautiful process to go through this with you and Yogan and Hiroshi and Lastani. As you were saying, we all were very open and earnest about it and I got to know them a lot better than before. Um, and it's uh, an honor to be accepted as a part of the ERG community. Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing us to see that the Dharma is alive because it's much fun when it's alive to really leave it and, and do so much. So I, I am so grateful and an honor and ready to begin this new journey. Thank you. So I'm still relatively uh, new to the Zen, and uh, um, I'm kind of a slow learner, but I'm so glad that the, uh, you and the million and Sangha member is tolerant my slow process, but uh, I'm keep working on it. And also, as members, I appreciate my uh, uh, Jukai pal, uh, wonderful, and uh, I may not be here without him, so I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Right. Slow is good. Remember, Ananda was slow. <laughs> and if it wasn't for Ananda, Ananda, the Buddha's cousin, right, who memorized <laughs> all these talks, right, maybe he wouldn't be here. So slow is good. <laughs> we appreciate slow. Maybe we all have to slow down a little bit. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anyone else? I, I wanted to say something. Yeah. About all three, actually. Um, but one at a time. <laughs> um, it's, it's been a wonderful process working with you. Um, it's, it's really, um, it's great every time we have a Jukai class, um, how I can find myself deepening. Um, and having not just, I'm not, I don't consider myself um, as giving something to you, I just, I have so much, so much, you have so much to give to me. And when we were going through the process, it was just so much learning for me and so much experience. And um, it was, it was wonderful. Um, I had the opportunity to, um, I'm going to use your new names, uh, the opportunity to, um, to speak a lot with uh, Kyotai. Um, and I just wanted to say, um, you know, frequently, um, I mean, we, we talk, every week, <laughs> we try to talk every week, and um, what I notice, um, even though even though you, you like structure, you like to be organized, and you like everything in its place, right, but um, when we're on the phone together, when you need to hang up, you always say, I have something, and you don't know, I have something that I'm working on, and I have to go check on it, and um, it'll either work out or it won't. And so with science, right, there is that unknown part, too, that doesn't have that structure that you want every time. So I think, I think it's, your name is very befitting <laughs> for you. I think you're already tied to it or connected to it in some way, and you have to 
find that comfort with it. Um, that's wonderful. And um, I'll... Yoho. Thank you. Yoho. 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 Yeah, the minister. Ho is Dharma. Myo, by the way, is the same as the Myogen. Myogen. Yeah. yeah. Luminous. Um, I, I just wanted to say, you know, um, you, you incorporate, I mean, you just seem to integrate with our Sangha just so well and automatically, so automatically. And you have such a kind and generous um, spirit. And you immediately came in and you, you started giving. And that's what I noticed most about you, is, is your generosity, just without even thinking. And um, it's just, really, it's really wonderful. I remember the, um, you came and you taught a yoga class, not this time, the time before in, in spring. And um, you, it just seemed like you had been doing it forever, you know, just giving to the whole Sangha. And um, I so uh, appreciate learning from that. And I wanted to thank you. And Hiroshi, um, I mean, Shojin, Shojin, yes. Shojin. Shojin, Shojin. Shojin. From the first time you, you came to our Sangha, um, you were always um, very uh, helpful and kind and um, very respectful and and you also are another one who seemed to just incorporate automatically um, and um, you I, I, I learned every day from from your respect every time I see you from your respect and, and the kindness and compassion you, you try to show everyone and I wanted to say that I, I really appreciate that and I learned from that as well um, so thank you so much So, anyone else? I just wanted to say, uh, I felt a little jip back here on the bows, so I just wanted to give you all the photo out here. <laughs> 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 it's beautiful. Anyone else? We're good? Yeah, real quick, yeah. just congratulations to all three of you, and welcome to our Sangha, officially. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you, and we all look forward to working with you. Okay, so we are going to conclude with, uh, with the four vows, Bodhisattva vows. Each of us must strive.